Good afternoon, Average Joe's podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Mike Van Ermen, your host, along with my co-host, Sam Hiller. We have recaps galore for you today. We're going to recap the last four tournaments that happened in the NCDA. We're going to recap the uh, UMD Round Robin, along with the Ohio Dodgeball Cup, the Michigan Dodgeball Cup, and finally, the Beast 2. So we're going to get off the ground today uh, with mm-hmm. the Maryland Round Robin. Towson went 2-0, Maryland went 1-1, and VCU went 0-2. Uh, what were your thoughts, Sam? Well, I thought it was good for Towson, really good for Towson, because all season long, I've been hearing that they're a good team, they just got to develop some fundamentals and stuff, and I like to watch that game against Towson and Maryland, and while they don't have the whole teamwork strategy stuff down, they definitely have some players that can play, and uh, number five, I think number 13, um, maybe number nine, I don't remember the numbers very well, I just remember number five is like really good, and uh, um, their team is in general has a lot of power arms, they have some catchers. They just got to get the whole teamwork strategy stuff down, and I think it'll be a really solid team. Yeah, uh, as far I don't know a ton about a lot of the East Coast schools, but I know that um, Towson hasn't had the continued success that they were looking for this season. Um, so I was I was happy that they they were able to to take the entire tournament, uh, especially at Maryland. Um, a lot of these uh, JMU is probably the best team, best East Coast team, and you know they've had the the misfortune of playing them several times this year and mm-hmm. and not getting the result that they wanted. So I thought that it was really good for them to 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 finally get the results that they wanted from an entire tournament, and uh, and Maryland and VCU, you know they I don't know how far of a, do you know how far of a drive it was? Well, for Maryland, I don't think well, it, was very it wasn't far. very far from Maryland. But <laughs> for VCU. VCU, I have honestly no idea how far away that is. Yeah, we have a terrible sense of geography. <laughs> but, you know, <clears throat> they are, I think that's going to end up being uh, their second to last tournament of the year. I don't think that they're uh, ending up coming to nationals. But it's it's honestly just another stepping stone. Shadid Drakeford has done an amazing job of getting that program off the ground from, you know, not existing last year to participating in tournaments like, you know, the Maryland Round Robin, the Beast. Um, so props to him, major props to him. You know, they, they didn't end up winning uh, a game, a this, game year. this year, but seriously, when those players come back and they get more recruits and they're going to be able to say, hey, look at, look at you know, this great, awesome club that we have. Uh, come join us. They're going to they're gonna have so much a, a much easier time recruiting. They're going to have a lot more fun uh, next year with the, with the foundation that they've built. And I think that that's almost as valuable as any wins this year. And we've seen worse to firsts in regions before. Oh, yeah. um, it's definitely possible. Like, you look at Central Michigan. The year before I was a freshman, they were terrible. You know, um, the year I was a freshman, they were pretty bad. The next year, they get a lot of good players. All of a sudden, they're the second-best team in the league behind Grand Valley. They won the Michigan Dodgeball Cup, like, uh, stuff like that. Kent State was terrible, what, two years ago, three years ago? And then, yeah. And then last year they were good. Like all of a sudden, I don't know they popped out of nowhere. They were sweet. And uh, so VC, don't get your heads down. Um, you go from being a team that wasn't the results you wanted this season, and all of a sudden you're really good next year. You just gotta recruit well, develop your players well, and get some strategies down. Absolutely. So on to the Ohio Dodgeball Cup. The final scores were Kent went 4-0. Nice job, Kent. Ohio State went 2-1. Miami went 1-2. Bowling Green went 1-3. And RIT went 1-3 as well. So Kent State winning this uh, winning this tournament. I believe I picked uh, between Kent State and Ohio State uh, being at uh, Ohio State's facilities. Uh, Kent State went 4-0. 
Not particularly surprised. I definitely, you know, they definitely have the talent to, to win a tournament like this. Um, any uh, any sleeper uh, scores that you were surprised by? Well, first of all, let's give a shout out to uh, Kent State because they didn't give up a single point until like the second to last point or something like that in the whole tournament, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. As like Grand Valley days right there. I mean, Kent State, no offense, you're not as good as Grand Valley was my freshman year, 2008, 2009. Was it, is anybody? Yeah, nobody will ever be that good. But, um, it was a good result for them. Uh, Ohio State did well as well. Um, two and one, took out the teams that they needed to. Mike's trying to get his cast off right now. I think. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> and uh, um, but like RIT, I think get Jeff RIT traveling all that way, picking up a big win. Um, who knows if they'll get to go to nationals this year? But you know, just... Def- definitely like to see them. Definitely like to see you yeah. know more participation in nationals. Um, year to year just because, you know, that it, expansion of the league. It's it's fantastic for the league getting, you know, not only Michigan, Chicago, and a couple of Kentucky schools and Ohio schools, but getting, you know, teams from Maryland, teams from Virginia. It's awesome for the league. So hopefully we'll be able to, to see their uh, see their team at Nationals. Yeah, definitely. And then Boy Green Miami also pick up a win. I like it when a team go when every team in the tournament gets a win. It just makes it feel a little Aww. better. Uh, not so sad when you have a team go <laughs> Oh, and three or whatever, oh, and four. But do you have anything outside on this one? Uh, just that <clears throat> I, I, I can't personally figure out Ohio State because I thought that they matched up pretty well with Kent. Um, so I would like to see, you know, when we played them, uh, we didn't have too big of a, a, a struggle with them, but I felt that they were still, you know, it was the first one of the first games of the season yeah. for them. So I still haven't been able to quite figure out um, what Ohio State is all about. Uh, we know what Kent is going to do. You know, we know who their big power arms are. They, we know, you know, what they're going to do when they have a lead or when they're, you know, down a point. You know, we've we've done they've done a pretty good job of establishing their rhythm and, and playing it to to a very high level. You know, I w- I'm definitely going to look forward to seeing you know some video of Ohio State um, if we have that around on YouTube and definitely uh, depending on what pool they're in in, in uh, nationals in April. Yeah, no, I think Ohio State's one of those like sleeper teams like. They could do really well in Nationals, like maybe make a Final Four run, or they could also lose in the first round. I, I honestly have no idea what to predict because Ohio State has changed so much from tournament to tournament. That, yeah. So, um, Michigan Dodgeball Cup, biggest tournament of the season every year other than Nationals, obviously. Um, this year, uh, we had Zach Brown come up, which is really nice. Shout out to Zach uh, Brown. So shout out for the long drive for Zach Brown. Um, and uh, the results are Gray Valley went 3-0, and Saturday Valley went 2-1-1, and which means they had an overtime loss. Michigan State went one two and one, which means they also had an overtime loss. And Central Michigan went zero and three. So, what did you think about this tournament? Well, um, just a, a quick shout out to uh, Mark Bone Crusher Trippetti. <laughs> um, yeah, in the last game, he ended up throwing at me, and my hand is now broken. Thanks a lot, Mark. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, we I talked to him about it, and he was like. Well, I didn't even hit you that hard. I was like, I know it was just stupid. I, it was a bad situation all around, and so he's he didn't mean it. I don't think, at least. We'll we'll have to see about that. Mark also gave me a bruise the last <laughs> three days. I know that's not as big of a deal. Yeah, he actually threw that one really hard, and it really hurt a lot. So. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, Grand Valley. Uh, I was actually a little surprised with Grand Valley. Uh, they came out very flat against Central. Um, they Central. I, th- I believe it was the first point. 
Central had 14 guys, but they were not their normal, you know, obviously with the loss of Pat Fisher and Sweet, you know, they're, they're obviously not going to be quite as good as they have Brad been. Richardson. Let's get a shot of Brad. Nobody ever talks about Brad Richardson, but he was a solid player. Okay, excuse me. I wasn't going to go through their entire <laughs> roster from their championship team, but okay, we'll have to give him a shout out. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I Central ended up uh, with the worst record there. And the first point, I... I mean, if memory serves me correctly, I think, you know, it was, you know, five on six, five on five at one point. You know, Central looked like they were going to they were gonna pull out, you know, at least a point uh, in the first half. And I was very surprised how flat they came out against Central, especially when against Michigan State, I felt, <coughs> excuse me, I felt that Grand Valley played a very good first half and then not a very good second half, you know, when we were able to uh, pick up a couple points on them then. They also, uh, clo- Grand Valley also closed out a point uh, with about three seconds left in the first half. That was Saginaw. Uh, no, it was us too. Can you remember they hit um, Tim and Nicole? That was Saginaw. Oh, that was Saginaw Valley. My mistake. That was Saginaw. Um, but uh, yeah, Grand Valley. I you know they're still a fantastic team. They're still, in my opinion, either either the team to beat or second team to beat, depending on how you look at it. Um, but I wasn't particularly sold on the way they played against Central. And I thought that they could have played better against Saginaw. They ended up getting the overtime win. But um, I felt that they could have played better and in in the long run, you know, to kind of establish themselves as the dominant team in Michigan. Yeah, definitely. Um, Grand Valley, I don't think, had their best roster there. And I know they lost two of their best players from last semester. Stevenson. Stevenson and Knight. Um, both, <laughs> you know, uh, both are done with dodgeball at Grand Valley. So, um, you know... I don't think they're the best roster. I was really sold on how well they played. Um, it's really easy when you're up 2 nothing to give up a point or two to a good team like Michigan State when you're up at the half. And for them to come back and fight adversity, even though they almost could have lost in overtime, for them to come back and storm back their overtime and beat Santa Valley, it's really impressive. Um, Central, though, you were talking about how Central kind of jumped on Grand Valley for playing flat. They jumped on Santa Valley for playing flat, and they actually took the first point of the match. Mm-hmm. I think that's just something that you can see from uh, from this team at Nationals. Just like you have, um, you know, say they're playing Kent State or say they're playing like Ohio State, a team that's like around, not, well, Kent State's better than but like no offense to Central. Ohio State or West Kentucky, a team that's around the level, they say, wow, they don't have X amount of players, they don't have a bench, this team is going to be a joke. You know, they have they Absolutely keep getting not. beaten by all these teams. No, no. They're going to catch you, they're lights out catching. <laughs> And Bryce, I thought, you know, Mark and Bryce were easily, Bryce Corey and Double Zero for Central, and Mark Trapetti, uh, number eight for Great Valley, easily the two best players of the tournament. Um, Bryce obviously got out a lot, but that's because he's trying to do a lot on his own. Like, I think he threw a couple catches to a certain player. Uh, oh, he's shut <laughs> up. Oh, shut up. alone. And, uh, um, but, and he was throwing people out. He's catching everything. He caught Ian Childs off the face. Oh, that was, that was sick. <laughs> so you can't like just be like, oh, it's Central. They don't have Sweet and Fisher and Brad and Davon and right. Let's go sign on. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Name but, dropping um, over here. Yeah. I like the old Central team. I like this Central team too. I like the old Central team a lot. But um, this is a solid team. They have a lot of good catchers and uh, yeah. Um, and for the record, I was not present during the Saginaw Central game. I was getting my hand X-rayed. Thanks, Mark. Um, so I didn't get to see how that uh, that all played out but uh Saginaw <clears throat> you know I it was a with them it was also a tale of two halves because they played very well against Michigan State 
I mean, I didn't think that we played particularly poorly. I think we threw a lot of catches, but I mean, a lot of the catches, I mean, I threw a ball, I don't remember who caught it, but it, I mean, it was literally six inches off the ground and somebody slid on their knee and snagged it. I mean, that was just kind of the kind of half they were having. So I was, it was a tale of two halves for uh, at least the game Michigan State versus Saginaw Valley. Um, they played like a championship contending team the first half, and then they played, you know, a little bit lackadaisical in the second half. So I know that they're fully capable. And like you said, it's it's easy to give up a point or two when you're up two to nothing at halftime. I understand that, but <clears throat> you know they're they're a better. I feel that they're a better team than what they showed. Obviously in the second half, uh, they ended up taking it from us in overtime, um, which I threw a really stupid catch personally. So I'm <laughs> kind of bitter about that. Um, but I I'm still waiting. You know, it was it was one of those things where I I definitely could not see one team, either Saginaw or Grand Valley, stepping up and saying, we are the dominant team in Mich in the Michigan region. You know, I mean, Grand Valley was hung on by the skin of their teeth against Saginaw Valley. Saginaw Valley hung on, you know, in overtime against us. Uh, it was it was definitely not a clear-cut, okay, this is the – even though Grand Valley went 3-0, and they didn't do it in dominating fashion like they have in years past. See, that's where I'm going to disagree with you because I think Grand Valley definitely showed that they're the better team. Even though they barely eked that one out against Saginaw Valley, I don't think they played the best against Saginaw. I don't think Saginaw played their best, like, two halves of the season. The first, the last half of the season, or last half of the game against Grand Valley and the first half of the game against Michigan State. Mm -hmm. And I think the difference between Grand Valley and Saginaw Valley is Grand Valley is their one through six, their overtime roster is better than Saginaw's one through six. Saginaw is six through ten or seven through ten or whatever seven through twelve. They were a little better than Grand Valley seven through twelve, but then when you get through a like twelve to twenty like that, that last group, which is the biggest group, you know those other ones are six person groups. The Grand Valley is just a lot better, I think, yeah. on the back end. Like nothing against Saginaw, but their back end players are just not as they don't have as much depth as Grand Valley, or Michigan State, and Kentucky and. Right. Know, their, their depth is about the same as like Kent State's depth, I think. So their top 12 can carry them to a championship. Mm -hmm. They just need to get a little production out of the back end. And um, I don't want to be like rude or anything to say that, but like they need their back end to step up. Like when we lost to them, I would say probably 90% of our outs were by their top eight or nine players. And and I'd say that sixty to seventy percent of our outs were catches. Yeah, we threw a ton of catches and give them credit. I mean, like I said, they had, you know, Tori Poplinski obviously can catch almost anything. Mm -hmm. You know, Spencer's a very good catcher. Uh, Phelps caught me, I think, yeah. once or twice. Um, so, I mean, it's not that we. I mean, we didn't play our best in terms of throwing. So we are making it a little bit easier. But I mean, they were not just you know sitting there and making the easiest catches in the world. They're they're top eight. They're very good. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to say, it's, you know, especially with, you know, there's no stock formula to say, oh, well, if your one through six is better, you know, then you're going to be in a championship. But if your seven through, you know, 11 or seven through 12 is better, then you're, you know, you're this likely to win a championship. It's, it also depends on the day because, you know, I felt that Spencer didn't have, especially against us, didn't have the type of game that he normally does. Um, 
I felt that during our game, uh, his throw wasn't as fast as it normally was. Um, I don't know if his shoulder's hurting or something like, or if he was just tired. I mean, we were, it was right off, right it's, off an overtime game. It's because he didn't have his bandana or the goggles. He's oh, just wearing glasses. My my mistake. I apologize for leaving out the bandana and the goggles, Spencer. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but so he, I mean, he's still obviously their best player, and he, you know, they'll carry or they'll ride him as as far as he'll mm-hmm. take them. But you know, it's it's. I, in my opinion, it, it was a very confusing tournament on my part. I didn't think that any one team showed consistently that they were dominant. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we'll talk about MSG now. I guess we talk a lot. Actually, one more thing about Sagamon. Zach Phelps, I think you're one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, just <laughs> throwing this out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I know I'm like the person that gives a lot of stuff on the website and the podcast. Yeah. So. I did not give you the credit you deserve. You've proven me the last two tournaments I've seen you at that you're a really good player. So good job, Zach Phelps. You're a beast. Yeah, I th- I, I thought that he uh, he was a, definitely a, a thorn in my ass for a little while because he he uh, he caught me I think at least once. Uh, and just watching him against uh, Grand Valley, I thought that he he had a solid game. Um, there were a couple of situations where you know he got you know I think there was one time when he threw and then he was getting covered and then. You know, he it was right at the beginning of the game, and and someone didn't miss the cover, and he got out, so he didn't get to play as much. But I thought that he had a, a very good tournament, and I, and I agree with you. I think he's one of the most underrated players. Yeah. All right. So MSU, um, obviously not the results that we're looking for. We did better than we did last year with MDC, which is always a positive. But at the same time, I would like to win this thing one time. Agreed. Um, we haven't won it since the Bonus era, which is. A little sad. Which is basically on par with the ancient Mayans. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And uh, we actually won the very first MDC, which is 2005. Okay, so, so Bomas era, so Bomas ancient era, Mayans. Yeah, ancient Mayans, yeah. Um, Not I, saying I, I think dinosaurs were around back then, too. <laughs> um, I thought we could have won the tournament, honestly. We just came up flat in the last two games. Um, we had really, really crappy first halves in all three games. Um you know, all these these are like three of the top eight teams in the country, top nine teams in the country. So that we played against, it's not like it was a right. It's not huge a thing, walk. but um, you know, if we just could play a full fifty minutes, sometimes <laughs> fifty plus, because we seem to go to overtime a lot lately. But um, if we just do that. I think we'd be a championship contender. It's the patented slow start for MSU. I mean, I think. I'd like to I'd like to uh, see the stat of the number of games that we've lost that we've given up the first point and then you know still won a point in the second half. I mean, when we give up the first point, or in in most of the games that we lose, we give up the first point and you know we don't play particularly well during the first point. So it's something that I'm trying to work on personally and something that we as a team are trying to work on personally. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know you gotta you gotta take what they give you and you know give credit where credit's due when you know if. Saginaw Valley, you know, like you said, it was one of the best halves they played all year. The first half against us, combine that with a slow start for MSU. I mean, it's not a good, it's not a good formula for us. Yeah, and uh, we also were kind of scrambling to get players at the end of the tournament or at the beginning <laughs> of the tournament. Like we pick a guy off the streets, Mike Youngs, who played with us last year for like maybe like the seven years before that, but he hadn't, <laughs> he hadn't played with us at all this season. And he was just at the tournament, like, hey, we only have 19 players you want to play. And he said, yeah. And he, he's a student at Michigan State. He's going to get his uh, PhD, fourth or PhD or something, something like, like that. that. Some kind of science-y thing. And, um, <laughs> I think he's a nuclear physicist, Sam. Nuclear not physicist. science-y that's, thing. Nuclear physicist is science. If he's not a nuclear physicist, I apologize, Mike, but that's what I'm going to say you are because it sounds cool. 
Um, so yeah, we were kind of struggling, and then, you know, we were missing acting and a few of our other players. I'm not making excuses, but you know, I'm hoping that if we can get that top roster for nationals, that we can make a little bit more noise, get at least to the championship game. Is my goal is at least championship game. Actually, my goal is one championship, but <laughs> good. Like, yeah. All right. All right. Now we're going to go on to the. Big East Apps, Appalachian Super Tournament? Yeah. Is that it? All number right. Two. Number two. Excuse me. I apologize uh, to the Big East Appalachian Super <laughs> Tournament number one for <laughs> calling it the wrong thing. Uh, the teams were Saginaw, Kent State, Host, James Madison, Miami, WKU, Towson, and VCU. So certainly lives up to the billing of big freaking super tournament. Uh, well, they, they had like four teams drop too. Right, which further fuels the name of big freaking yeah. super tournament. Um, sounds, sounds like an awesome tournament. I know Spencer posted on the forums uh, if anyone had gotten footage of that. If you have footage of that, please post it and post on the forums. I would love to see it. Um, results were Saginaw went 4-1 with an four and one with an overtime loss. Kent also went 4-1. James Madison went 3-2, and one of those losses was an overtime loss. Miami went 2-2. Two and two. WKU went 2-2. Two and two. Towson went 1-4, and, and VCU went 0-4. Oh so what stuck out to you the most from this tournament? Um, I'm going to say three things. First Cheater. of all, okay. okay. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to say, I believe in the last podcast, I don't really remember very well, but I said Saginaw Valley and Kent State were like the two teams to watch in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And they, they almost tied Whoa, first place. Oh, aren't you excited? So, <laughs> so um, good job to those guys. But uh, Saginaw Valley, great job. Um, I don't know if you had your best roster or not because you had to travel across the country, but you still won in the Beast, which isn't. An easy task. I mean, it's a uh, super freaking tournament. It's it's not easy to win. Yeah. So, um, you guys won that. Um, WKU, props. Absolutely. Doing what we tell you to do. Go across country, play other teams, and look, you did beat we, you beat Saginaw Valley. Did did we tell them to do that, or did they? I think they did that on their own. Well, we might have mentioned it. <laughs> we might have mentioned it, but just so you know, uh, Felix, I am not taking credit for sending you across the country. Sam is, but I'm not. Don't worry. Well, you should say that Alex Felix isn't the captain anymore. Oh, well, okay, sorry, but Felix had a great freaking tournament. So. Yeah, I heard Felix took down eight guys on his own. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's pretty sweet if he did. That's going to go out in, like, Western Kentucky University lore. He's going to be that, that one guy who took down eight guys in the dodgeball tournament. I heard they're building a statue of him. Really? Yeah. I thought I heard it was like made Magic of, Johnson style. I heard it was made out of solid gold, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, WKU, great job going all the way across the country, too. Uh, I like to listen to your guys' podcasts. If you should, if you don't listen to it now, listen to the WKU Dodgeball podcast. I don't know what the website is for that. I think it's like wkudodgeball.com or something. Um, Google it. Google it. It's Raymer and usually Alex, and uh, it's pretty good. Um, not this good, but pretty good. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I, if I sound a little cocky today, I played really well at practice yesterday, so oh I'm, I'm just feeling it. <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting here getting my cast on yesterday, so ooh, I'm so happy. Oh, okay. Um, JMU, obviously, good job uh, hosting the tournament. Um, the wins still propel you into, I think, third place, so that's good. Um, even though you have the two losses, like the wins are what really matters. For, right, for the point, for the hockey yeah. style. Yeah. Um, basically, everybody had, had a good tournament. Tiles and I guess didn't have their best players. Like they only, they're missing like three or four of their five best players. Well, and also they're going up against some of the top teams in the nation, some of the most talented teams in the nation in James Madison, Kent, and Saginaw. So, I mean, there's something to be said about that as well. Yeah, definitely. And then VCU, um, good effort. Um, you guys will do this. 
next year. I, I got to fight you guys to get the win next year. So, yeah, last tournament uh, for VCU. Unfortunately, we will not be seeing uh, them at nationals. But uh, still, I mean, going to a team or going to a tournament with the likes of Kent Saginaw, James Madison. You know, they're learning, and next year when when they when day one comes around and they can teach their recruits grip throwing and they can teach their recruits strategy. I mean, they're, they're, they will not go defeated next year. No. Bank on that. No. Um, Kent State, I guess what really hurt them was they didn't have one of their players that's like developing into a blocker on the left side, okay. which means their player that's replacing machine gun. Right. So they, they need him because... That's, that's part of their strategy. Yeah. They, because if they don't have the two sides being covered... If one side's covered, one side's gonna get picked off easily. Well, and they and that's been traditionally, at least as far as I know, when I've played them, they've traditionally had somebody who is primarily a blocker who doesn't really throw, doesn't really drop and catch. You know, has that ball for most of the game and and blocks everything that comes their way. So obviously, you know, one link in the chain is missing, then you know the whole thing has a good chance of falling apart. So um, they still went four and one on the day, though. So not to say, not to say they fell apart, but you know, they, they probably missed someone who's such an instrumental part of their strategy pretty sorely. Yeah. Um, from what I heard, Josh Sayer, number 80-something, and uh, Camden and Dan all had good tournaments. but um, Unfortunately, we don't have footage yet. So, yeah. again, if you, if you filmed it or if you can just really vividly tell me what exactly happened, please, <laughs> I, I would be very interested in that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, living, what's that? Um, through somebody else's. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vocabulary not saying really strong soon. Miami, good job. Um, going two and two. Uh, between the one win you played with the Ohio Dodger Cup and the two wins you played with here, I think you're in like 14th or 13th place now, which is good. It gives you that third tier mm -hmm. for nationals. Um, basically what comes out at this point is that we're looking at national standings and what group you're going to be placed into at nationals because I think that's the goal for everybody is to win national championship. And with, right now, I believe the top six are in this order, Kent State, Kentucky, James Madison, Saginaw Valley, and Michigan State, Grand Valley. Okay. So, um, yeah, like, if we only have five groups, though, this is what this is what's going to kill it, is that it's going to be sweet. Except it might be Michigan State that's in this problem, but I still think it'll be sweet as a Dodgeball fan that um, you'll have uh, five of the groups. One of those groups will be... Michigan State or Grand Valley right now with either Kent State, Kentucky, or oh, James wow. Madison. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then you have the other two between Michigan State, Grand Valley, and Santa Valley. Like, two of those three will play, like, a, not no offense to the rest of the league, but, like, a, a little easier team than Michigan State or Grand Valley or Santa Valley in the first round uh, on Saturday. So, <laughs> you're looking at one pool that's like the pool of death. <laughs> The pool of death. I like that. We should patent that. Uh, it's a soccer thing. You I, no, that's group of death. Oh, sweet. Pool of death. Pool of death. <laughs> patent. Bonus. Get on that, please. Uh, yeah, but it's it's definitely interesting uh, to see. And also, as, as far as you know, groups go, WKU is not ranked in proportion to their actual talent level. They are a much better team. I don't know. Do you know offhand what they're ranked? Uh, I want to say like between 8th and 11th. Yeah, they are not... That they are not, they are much better than their ranking, uh, than the ranking implies. You know, they beat uh, Saginaw. They mm -hmm. gave Saginaw their one loss. Um, who else? Uh, who else did they end up taking down on the day? I don't. I don't particularly remember. We can we can look up those stats uh, a little bit later and get back to you. But uh, still, 
Saginaw is one of the best teams in the league. You know, they're in the top five right now. And WKU took them down, I believe, in overtime. Yeah. Which, and, you know, Felix had, you know, the, the miraculous one-to-eight swing or whatever. Yeah. Um, alleged one-to-eight swing. Okay, I'm alleged one-to-eight swing. Excuse me. If it's one-to-seven, I guess you're not as good, <laughs> Felix. Excuse me. Um, well, I'm just saying because, like, some people have already been saying – Oh, it was a one versus eight, so I just don't want to like. Yeah, one versus seven is real. That's not impressive. <laughs> one versus eight is awesome. One versus seven is like, eh. I mean, you should have done it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I put more faith in WKU than they have in their ranking because I personally feel that they are they are definitely a team that because I mean a lot of their losses have come against Kentucky. You know, I mean, and Kentucky's one of the best. You know, in the top two in the nation yeah. right now. They're in my opinion, it's them and Grand Valley yeah. as the top talented teams in the nation. So, having you know a bunch of losses against the best team in the nation and then beating one of the top five teams in the nation, give them credit. Do not underestimate them. If they are in your pool at nationals, they will sneak up on you, and they will take you down. Uh, definitely. Um, since we got a little bit of time left of our thirty whatever minutes, we're only <laughs> at like twenty eight, so I want to talk a little bit longer. Uh, okay. Um, let's talk about right now because you know there's only like one or two more little baby tournaments left and one of them is like Saginaw Valley and Bowling Green and Central and the other one is like Kent State and James Madison I don't know if there's anything else right. going on so let's just talk about our final four favorites and okay. you go first <laughs> final four favorites I mean obviously this is very dependent on we'll groups. say best roster well, well yeah. best roster yeah. you know obviously everyone's pulling out all the stops for nationals but you know it depends. It also depends on how the group shake out yeah, right. because you know if well, we get we'll something, do it. we'll do we'll do like an actual a nationals preview sometime. When okay. We get, when we get groups and stuff. But this is just like if like when they do bracketology or whatever. So. Okay. Well, I mean, like you know, because if you know Grand Valley and Saginaw Valley play in the Elite Eight, yeah. you know, obviously not, they're not going to yeah. make the Final Four. But so <clears throat> if we're going to talk about Final Four. I'm going to put Grand Valley in there for sure. Okay. Um, I'm also going to put Kentucky playing at home. Okay. You know, and they're freaking good, even if they're on the road. Um, the last two, um, it depends on, obviously, on uh, seating and, and pools, but I'm going, to, I'm going to say James Madison. I think that they have a very good chance of putting together a, a, a significant run. Um, I think they learned a lot from Nationals, um, from Nationals last year, and... I don't think that they're going to fall victim to the, the the day two hangover of my arm is about to fall off because A, they did it last year, and B, they played in the Super Tournament. So they know that if they're going to play four games or three games on the first day, they're going to be freaking tired and they're going to, you know, they're going to icy hot, bathe in icy hot that night or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, that my first Nationals, that was a big factor is how incredibly tired and sore I was on day two when the games really mattered. So I'm gonna pick um, I'm gonna pick James Madison, and I'm also going to uh, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna go ahead and pick Michigan State <laughs> yes. as long as we do not suffer any more injuries because we have had our best player Eric Paul break his foot. We've had I've broken my hand. Alex Acton. I thought you were gonna say our second most player Mike Van Arman's broken his hand. No, I'm not either. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. Oh, and I and for the record, Average Joe's podcast listeners, I did complain to Zach Brown like I said I would about making Sam Hiller an All Star captain. I thought that that was a terrible decision <laughs> on his point and his part. So I did end up complaining to him in person. Um, but we've had Eric Paul break his foot. I've broken my hand. Alex Acton have broken has broken his hand. 
Um, Kevin have, we, Kevin Miller has a has an ankle, ankle sprain, ankle sprain or something like that. He's uh, one of our assistant. We have a bunch of players that have like we had a couple players with mono. Yeah, we had a guy with mono, one of our very talented rookies. Uh, a couple guys got their appendixes out. I mean, we have we are literally like. You know the guys in Monty Matching Python in the Holy Ground on the Holy Grail are like, I don't want to go on the cart. That's us right now. We are that beat up. Um, so you know, if we can all heal up and we can, and if we don't get off to the slow start, I think that we can definitely make some noise and do some damage. But we can't play like we did against you know the first half in Grand Valley or at Grand Valley, the first half in Saginaw, because otherwise we're not going to make it. Okay. Um, so for my final four, I'm going to give it like who's playing PC because I feel like it. <laughs> What? All right, so in one half of the bracket, I think it'll be Saginaw Valley in Kentucky. Okay. I think Saginaw Valley is definitely good. I know we were kind of ragging on their back end of the roster, or I was. Yeah. I'm not going to throw you in the Yeah. Place. But I think their top half is good enough to get them to the Final Four again. And Kentucky, probably one of the two best teams in the country. Absolutely. Um, and then on the other half, I'll have Grand Valley and Michigan State. Okay. And then I have Michigan State beating Grand Valley okay. for okay. the first time ever. I have faith. That's bold. It's gonna happen eventually. It's gonna happen. Why eventually. not happen in the biggest match ever? And then um, Kentucky beating Saginaw Valley. Okay. And then I have Michigan State beating Kentucky. So. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're saying that Michigan State could literally just go and flop on a uh, flop on the like a fish on the court, and we're gonna win. Uh, no, because the pause already traded my time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, Zygmus, please don't sue me for copyright infringement. You'll get your royalty check later. <laughs> no, I just think, you know, when we play our best game, we can beat anybody. And I'm the captain. I can't always say we're going to lose. Agreed. So if I said, oh, no, we're going to lose the first round, I'd be like, okay, you're not the captain anymore. You don't have any confidence in us. But um, I really do think that we can win the championship. So I'm sticking with my guns and saying that we're going to win it. Yeah, I mean... I think that we definitely have a chance, uh, a solid chance at. But like I said, we gotta get healthy and we gotta play like we can because we have we have a nasty habit of playing, you know, not to our abilities, and and not cohesively. So you know, if if Grand Valley is gonna, if we play Grand Valley and you know they're you know playing like Grand Valley does cohesively as a unit, you know, together as a team, and we're sitting there trying to pick solo throws, mm -hmm. we're not gonna win. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and one last thing, uh, good job for the alumni podcast. Uh, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, yeah, there was some there was some old dinosaur on there. I think his name was Boomus or Bombus. <laughs> there was some some new species of dinosaur that's out. I don't know. I I I'm gonna research that one when I get home. Wikipedia. Yeah, and then you have that punk McCarthy on there too. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, McCarthy really? But no. Funny story about the podcast before we sign off. McCarthy goes, the alumni podcast. If you haven't listened, he says that. He's refing for one of his good friends' teams at Nationals, and uh, his friend keeps giving him crap, giving him crap, berating him, stuff like that. And then he's like, and then after the tournament, he's like, good job. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to him, I was like, that was me. <laughs> Sam Hiller, he's going to go from, you're an idiot, I can't believe anyone let you live, to, hey, you did a pretty good job, man. You did a pretty good job, bud. Only, only Sam Hiller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll have another podcast for you next month. Hopefully, uh, by then, the uh, Nationals bracket will come out. Um, and then we can go pool by pool um, with the awesomeness that is Nationals. I love Nationals. Favorite time of the year. Finally labeled the group of, uh, what was it? The group of death. Group of, no, pool the pool of death. Because group of death is, uh, soccer, is soccer. We can't, we can't. Uh, Trademark infringement has been a theme of today, hasn't yeah. it? Oh my god, we need we, to. We read it like twice. We gotta be careful. Oh my god. Oh wait, wait, wait. 
The word I was looking for earlier was vicariously. Okay, like yeah, yeah. vicariously through something else. Funny story, I actually knew what word you were looking for, but I enjoyed <laughs> watching you struggle looking for it and then just saying, oh, Sam Hiller can't talk. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this is Average Joe's Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Van Ehrman, and Sam Hiller signing off. Thanks.